When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just point to the logo on my chest and tell them. Slendy, ego. Slendy, ego. Slendy, Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Talking Friars, episode 350. Ben Fadden here. The Padres, they beat the Rangers earlier today in a rain-shortened game 5-1. to one. The Padres, they signed Rugnet Odor to a minor league deal with an invite to Major League Spring Training. He should get plenty of playing time. There's a lot to discuss. Uh, there's no update on the Musgrove injury. Adam Engel, he is taking backfield at-bats, not running yet. Matthew Batten, uh, I believe he's beginning a running progression. Xander Bogart's left for the World Baseball Classic today, or he is going to be leaving today. Hassan Kim left earlier in the week. Manny and all the Dominican Republic guys, they will be leaving on March 6th, I believe. So March 5th should be their last game. Let's start with the Rugned Odor signing. So the Padres, this was uh, surprising to me early in the morning. I'm about to start a workout again. So the Manny news happened. I was about to start a workout this morning. I'm about to start working out and it's like seven in the morning and Rugnet Odor ends up signing with the Padres. This news breaks. And I was really surprised by the move to start like right, right off the bat, right when I saw the news, why are they signing Rugnet Odor? Does this mean someone's getting traded? 
Is there an injury that hasn't been announced or leaked yet? Like, what's going on here? But then, as we heard details, like, it's a minor league deal. It's not like it's a major league deal. It's an invite to spring training. Um, and then just thinking about it more before I did my reaction video. Okay, I understand it a little more now. Like, this is not a thing where there was an injury or something bad happened. I think this is just more insurance for the Padres. And this is another thing where, kind of like Cole Hamels, it can't be a bad move. At least that's how I'm viewing it. Like, he has plenty of uh, major league experience, spent seven, seven seasons with the Texas Rangers, spent the last couple of seasons with the New York Yankees and then the Baltimore Orioles. He's played over 100 games in each of his eight major league seasons not including 2020 because that didn't have 80 games in the regular season. Um, so he can't. He, he does usually stay on the field. He's not a guy that's going to give you, you know, all-star numbers and below average OPS plus usually. He's only had two seasons with an above average OPS plus, and that was a while ago. But it's another guy, right? It's another infielder that could make the roster. It, it's, he's someone that's going to be able to compete with Brandon Dixon to be that bench infielder. I think Brandon Dixon still has the edge in this in terms of like bench infielders, Odor or Dixon. I think Dixon has the edge there to make the roster. I think Odor is going to have to have a really good spring to make the roster. Unless like injuries happen, then that's going to probably clear a spot, you know, allow Odor to make the roster. I think he's coming in, and maybe he gets set, sent to El Paso. Maybe he's willing to do that, like Cole Hamels is. Uh, he just wants to be a part of this organization, and maybe he'll get a shot at some point during the season because injuries happen. Or he's, or Odor is going to use this as a chance to show off his skills, show he still has it in spring training, and then get maybe traded. The Padres can trade him for something. Or maybe there's something in the contract where it's an invite to spring. If he doesn't make the team, I think Tehran has this in his contract, where he can go sign with another team if another team wants to pick him up before he goes to AAA. Like, he has that option. So we'll see. that Those details are not out um, this morning. The latest was the deal was not official because he hadn't taken his physical yet. But I'm sure that he did that today. Bob Melvin told the media earlier today that he might be sticking Odor at second base, not second base, second base tomorrow. So maybe we'll get to see that. Crony's played back-to-back -back days, so they'll probably have him off tomorrow. Tatis, by the way, he should be in the lineup tomorrow against the Seattle Mariners. So that's good news. He had the day off today, and then he, he's probably going to play a little right field tomorrow. I think that's what Bob Melvin said earlier today. Um, so just some background on Odor, and then we can get more into what, what his role could be with the Padres. Second baseman, that's his primary position. That's what he played with Baltimore last season. 13 home runs, 135 games played. And I think he's going to get a lot of playing time in spring. Going to get a chance. Just like Jackson Merrill's going to get playing time, he's not going to make the roster, but he's going to get a lot of playing time because Kim is gone. Bogarts is gone. Manny is gone. Nelson Cruz is gone, right? Juan Soto is gone. I know he's not an infielder, but Brandon Dixon could play some outfield in that spot, which would allow Odor to play infield. That's another spot that opens up on the infield that Dixon would be using, right? 
if Soto wasn't gone, right? Um, Dixon's been playing the outfield a little bit already in spring training games, so you could see that. Uh, Odor, he is going to be competing with Brandon Dixon for the bench infield spot, but he's also going to be competing with Jose Azokar, David Dahl, Adam Engel, and am I forgetting one other guy? Dahl, Engel, Azokar. No, those are the main guys, right? Those three. You can maybe throw Matthew Batten in there, right? Taylor Colway, I guess you could throw in there. But I think he's really competing. It's pretty much like five guys for three spots. That's kind of what I'm thinking, like including the starting outfield spot. So starting right fielder, bench outfielder, bench outfielder, bench infielder. Right? Or no, no, no. One bench infield spot. So bench infielder, bench outfielder, starting outfielder. Yeah, three spots. Five guys spot started five guys battling for three spots. Sorry if I could talk correctly. So what they could do, you know, I right now I feel like what they would do is have Dixon make the roster. Odor not make the roster. Maybe he goes to El Paso, but Dixon make the roster as the infielder, and he could play outfield. I think that gives him an edge here. Dahl makes the roster, and Engel makes the roster. Assuming Engel's going to be healthy, he'll be able to run, and he'll be back to normal by opening day. Azokar has a chance. He's, he's off to a good start, but Engel is the one with the major league contract. I think Azokar can be optioned still, where Engel, he has the major league deal. Um, so I think it'll be Dahl. Those three guys, I think, will make it as of now. Dahl. Angle and Dixon. But things could change. Like the Padres, they could, let's say Odor has this amazing spring training and they decide to go with Odor as a bench infielder, left handed bat, can play second, can play third in DH. Worst case scenario, right? If an injury happens or two. Um, have him make the roster, have Dixon make the roster because he can play outfield and infield, and then have Angle or Dahl make the roster. And the other doesn't. Maybe they have Angle make the roster. Or maybe they'd have Angle not make the roster and they just allow him to go to another team. I think that's what it would be. Or they trade him or something. Or he accepts the outright to El Paso. I think Angle makes the roster. But I'm just trying to throw around different scenarios of how the Padres might go about this. If they want Odor on the roster, I don't think that they'd want to have Dixon off of it because Dixon can play outfield and infield. Like, that's a valuable bench piece, right? Someone that can play both. Odor doesn't play the outfield. Dahl doesn't play the infield. Angle doesn't play the infield. Azokar doesn't play the infield, right? So, see what, see what I'm saying? Uh, so, I'm leaning again. Dahl, Angle, Dixon. But, obviously, things could change based on spring performance. I don't know how much... The Padres are going to be putting in the spring training performances, putting into them. Like, if Azokar has this amazing spring training, they're going to put him on the roster over uh, Adam Engel, who has the major league contract. Or let's say Odor has a, an amazing spring training, they're going to have him on the roster over Engel with the major league contract. I don't know about that. And those are two different positions, but I'm just saying, like, how much value are the Padres putting in spring performance? They're not putting any value probably in Manny's spring performance because he's on the roster, right? 
Soto, all the big guys, right? They're on the roster. But for the bench pieces, at the start of the year, are they just taking the guys that are the hottest right now? And then when they cool off, then they'll bring up some other guys? Or are they taking the guys that have the major league experience, Angle and Dahl? And Odor in the infield. He has more experience than Dixon, right? So we'll see. Uh, but look, all of those guys that I'm naming, Dixon, Azokar, Dahl, um, who am I forgetting? Engel, Odor, obviously. They're going to get plenty of playing time this spring because you have Cruz, Bogarts, Kim, Manny, Soto. That's five spots positionally. Did I name all of them? Bogarts, Kim, Manny, Cruz, Soto. Yeah. Five guys, five positional players leaving for the WBC. So that creates five spots, right? Five positions for guys to be filling in, right? Merrill's going to get playing time. Odor's going to get playing time. Odor. Why do I keep saying Odor? Odor. Um, Batten should get some infield playing time. Colway should get some outfield playing time. Angle will play. Dahl will play. Azoka will play. Everyone's going to play. Um, so that's the good thing about spring, right? And then when we're watching the WBC, we're obviously going to be hoping that the big guys, any any Padre, hoping that they don't get hurt, right? Because we already have the angle stuff with the calf. Seems like it's going to be fine. We have the Musgrove stuff, the fractured toe, left toe. Uh, there's no Musgrove update, by the way. I said that earlier, but just wanted to say that again. Uh, so we, we don't want those injuries to be happening in spring training, right? Or any time, but definitely spring. Because uh, we want that depth to continue into the season, right? We don't want to just sit, act, you know, going into spring, oh, we have depth, and then at the end of spring, oh, we don't really have depth because all these injuries happen, right? Like, I, I hate the Dodgers, but it, I really feel for them. I feel for Gavin Lux, I mean, missing the whole season because he landed wrong in a spring training game running a third the other day, right? So that's the Rugnode, Rugnode, Rugned Odor stuff. Uh, again, he signed to a minor league deal, an invite to spring training. What is his role going to be? What is what could his role be? I, I think the options are bench infielder and a guy or a guy that goes to El Paso if he's willing to take that route. Because if he's not, I don't know what the contract's like. If, if there's an opt-out for Odor, like if he's going to go to El Paso, he can opt out of it and just go be a free agent again. I don't know what that is. Maybe we'll hear, we will hear details about that at some point later this week. Um, I mean, I don't want a scenario to be him starting games because that means that like multiple guys got hurt, right? If he's starting at second base, that meant Kim and Cronenworth got hurt. Like, that's not what you want to see, right? Um, and if that were to happen, would they go Bogarts at second and put Tatis back at short? I don't think so. I think that Tatis would be in the outfield anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's the Odor stuff. Finally got his name pronunciated right. Odor. Rugned Odor. Irie says, Jeff Passon said the Padres lose money this year. Bottom line, so much respect to Peter for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the owners that cares about the winning more than how much money he's making, right? 
Cohen, Seidler, Middleton, like those are the guys that care the most, it seems like. And yeah, good point. They get a lot of money if they get to the playoffs and the World Series through the revenue. Yeah. Don't don't they make almost like the same amount of money in the postseason as they do like all regular season long in the 80 home games that they have? Well, for the Padres, how many home games is it? Like 78, 79 because of the Mexico series? Irie says, Dahl has the advantage because we don't have any lefties besides Carpenter coming off the bench. Yeah, I think that's a factor as well. I think Dahl has an advantage in the outfield as a bench outfielder or starting right field when a righty's on the mound because Azokar's a righty, Angle's a righty. That's why I think it's going to be Angle over Azokar because I think Angle has more power potential. Both the righties, both can play great defense, both have speed. So you're just going with the guy with more major league experience and a guy that has probably more upside than the other. And I think Angle has more upside than Azokar does. And so then that means, let's say it's Dahl Angle, then it comes down to Odor and Dixon, right? And Dixon can play both infield and outfield. But he's a righty. So what do the Padres want? Do they want a lefty bench infielder that can only play the infield? Or do they want a righty that can play infield and outfield, right? We know Preller, the Padres, just in general, they love the versatility, right? All right, I'm going to get to what happened today in Peoria, Padres Rangers, but first. This episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros Famous Cheese Steaks and Garlic Fries. Their main location is on Friars Road, and you can visit gaglionebros.com for their menu and contact information. You can also enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. All right, Padres Rangers today. Padres won 5-1, seven innings. It was a range-shortened game. I didn't see any negatives from this game. Manny made a great play in the field. Nelson Cruz hit his first home run as a Padre. Spring training, but it's still, it was his first home run as a Padre. Smashed it to left. Ryan Weathers, I thought, pitched really good. It was kind of like Reese Kinnear the other day. Did not pitch as bad as probably the box score would say, like pitch count-wise. Um, he's building up. He got around 50 pitches, I think. Nick Martinez, I thought he pitched really well, especially the first three innings. He had 28 pitches in the first three innings. He was only scheduled to go three innings, but then went a fourth inning because of how well he was pitching, because he needs to get that pitch count up. So it's not just about the Padres saying, okay, you got three innings today, and that's it, no matter what, no matter what the pitch count is, whatever. No, he needs to get the pitch count up, because he's starting for Team USA in the WBC uh, later in this month, in the month, March, because today's March 1st. So he needs to get built up. He's going to get built up to probably a little over 60 pitches, maybe more than that, but a little uh, around 60, maybe a little more than 60, because there's a limit in the World Baseball Classic on how many pitches a starting pitcher can throw in the first round because they don't want these guys getting hurt, right? They got a whole season after the World Baseball Classic. So the first round, it's pool play or round robin, whatever you want to call it. I think it's pool play is what they call it. You can only throw like 65 pitches, something like that. Don't quote me on that. It, it's it's in the 60s, I think. So Martinez, will get, he will get built up to at least that. So he's ready. And it seems like Weathers is on that same track. 
It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, weather's only went two and a third innings today but he was not getting some calls by the umpires i mean i have a video out on twitter at talking friars you can go look and see one of the padres scouts in the background was throwing his hands up at one of the pitches because weathers was getting squeezed um so he had to throw more pitches than he needed to there was a double play ball i think that was botched by tim lopes who replaced sander in the game um but i mean weathers he looked good he seems really really comfortable in spring training so far. And I wouldn't count him out to be the sixth starter. Right now, who would I give the edge to between Weathers, Groom, who would the other, uh, more, I mean, we haven't even seen Morahone, so I can't really give my best answer to this yet. Kinnear is in there, right? Right now, I'd probably give it to Weathers, but that's just me probably biased towards just seeing Weathers pitch today and him pitch pretty good. And I thought he pitched pretty good uh, his first outing, I think that was, last week in Peoria. Um, so don't take too much stock into that. But I, I think why I think Ryan Weathers, he is he's looked more comfortable. He has the kind of the new windup over the head. Uh, I think the pitch clock might be helping him a little bit. I, Weathers, he works fast anyway. But just continuing to have that rhythm, I think that helps. Um, so I was encouraged by what I saw from the Padres pitchers today. Nick Martinez went four innings, no runs, only gave up one hit, struck out four. Weathers, two and a third, one run, struck out three. Stammon, who cares? I mean, two-thirds of an inning. But that was rain-shortened, I believe, because uh, it, it, was, it was pouring. So <laughs> I joked on social media. Because there was, the, you could see Preller in the background on TV. Stammen's pitching, and he just leaves. It's like, yeah, I don't need to see Craig Stammen anymore. It was pouring, though. I totally understand. It was raining, and he still was there. He was watching, even when it was raining, because it was raining most of the time, it seemed like, on TV uh, um, in Peoria during this game, and Preller was still sitting there. So I don't think he needs to see Craig Stammen when it's pouring in spring training. I don't, I don't think he's making the roster. If he's willing to go do the El Paso thing, I mean, props to him. Maybe he is. Uh, you know, he want he he wants to he wants to hold on as as long as he can. And I I can respect that. You know, he loves the organization too. I, maybe he came in on a spring training invite deal so that he could help some pitchers. I don't know because I don't see him making the roster. I mean, look at the bullpen, right? How many relievers are they going to have? 
let's say they have six starters. That only leaves room for seven relievers. So Hader, Garcia, Suarez, Pomerantz, Hill, Chris Matt. One, two, three, four, five. That's six. One more. Is it Jose Lopez? Is it Morahone? Right? Like maybe I forgot someone. This but that only rooms leaves room for seven. So I don't see him making it. But good for him. Going to spring training and continuing to live the dream, right? Uh, Irie says there's many formulas they can do with the lineup. They have Carpenter. He can play third base and first, and Jake can be moved around. Yeah, that's true. Jake can play first. He can play second, can play short. Carpenter can play multiple positions. Yeah. Right now, I'd say Odor does not make the roster, but if Dixon gets hurt, then Odor's making the roster. And Or what if Dixon sucks the rest of the time and Odor's amazing? Then the Padres might want to go with the hot, the hot bat, right, to be off the bench um, in possible pinch hit situations, and they just go with a lefty outfielder and a righty outfielder. Uh, and my other um, spring training stuff that happened. Sorry for the pause there. I was just going through the chat. Um, Soto, he had a double in his first at-bat, then stole third. He had a single in the second at-bat. That comes after having that day against, I think it was the Diamondbacks, where he homered, he doubled. So this guy's six for seven to start off spring training. So the calf seems fine. He Remember, he was scratched from the lineup on Monday. Bomell said he was going to play on Tuesday. He ended up not playing Tuesday, but he had backfield at-bats, I believe. Didn't play in that Giants game yesterday. Then he comes back today, and he's just raking. So the calf's fine. He stole third. He wouldn't be doing that if the calf wasn't fine. He wouldn't be playing if the calf wasn't fine. So we don't have to worry about that. That's great. Um, Trent Grisham, he is off to a really fast start which is great. Uh, he, he seems more confident at the plate. I, I, I assume I've already said this in previous broadcasts, uh, previous shows, but the stance is more upright, which is, I believe, what he had in 2020 when he saw the most success that he's had with the Padres. And he's aggressive, right? He was aggressive. He's been aggressive. He was, he was aggressive in the wildcard series. He was aggressive in the division series. Um, against the Dodgers, right, to go ahead and home run. Just him having confidence and being aggressive will lead him to having better results. I guarantee it. I'm not a hitting coach, but when you're aggressive at the plate and you're confident at the plate, you're probably going to swing more, right? Because, you're, well, you're aggressive. That's what, that's what you do when you're aggressive. You swing more. You swing earlier in counts, right? You're not waiting for a walk or, you know, trying to bunt your way on, right? So today he had, was it, what is it, double? It was a double down the line, I think. Let me double check that. It was his first at bat. Uh, yeah, he doubled down the line. Uh, Crony scored. I think that was after a Crony walk. Nola got to third. And that was after Grisham homered the other day against the Diamondbacks, that three-run home run in the nine-run second inning that they had. 
And it goes back to my point that I had whenever I had it yesterday, whatever, about the length of this lineup, right? Like if Grisham's going, if Kim's hitting well, if Crony's having line drives, like we know the top of the lineup's going to come through most of the time. So that's going to lead to not four run games, but like seven, eight run games and blowing out teams. And instead of having to overuse Josh Hader and Robert Suarez early in the season, you can go use Tim Hill or go use Nabil Chrismat, you know, which is good, right? Maybe get Pomerant some games, not in high leverage situations, right? So it, it be- obviously it benefits because it's a win, more runs, but also because you can save some of your bigger arms, right? You're not taxing them early in the year, right? Because you know you're going to need them later in the year because it doesn't matter how good your starting pitching is. You're going to use your, your highest leverage relievers at some point in games, you know? Um, so those are pretty much my takeaways from today. Again, Padres won 5-1. Soto, Grisham doing well. Cruz with the home run. That was really good to see. Um, Martinez, Weathers, they look really good. And I'm not, I'm not concerned about Martinez as a starter. There's a, que- there's a question mark. Like, is Martinez going to last the whole season as a starting pitcher? There's a question mark about that, but I think it's a bigger question mark for Lugo than Martinez. I'm more confident that Martinez is going to last the whole year as a starter than Lugo will. Lugo hasn't done it in a while, and maybe it's just me being more familiar with Nick Martinez over Lugo. Probably that's part of the reason, but I just have more confidence that Martinez is going to be a starter the whole year than uh, Lugo is. Maybe both aren't. Because they could have Musgrove come back. Well, they will have Musgrove come back. This isn't like a season-ending thing. So Darvish, Musgrove, Snell, Waka, and then maybe they trade for a starter. And they have Martinez, Lugo, in the bullpen. And oh boy, does that make the bullpen better at some point this year, if that happens? I hope Lugo goes to the bullpen at some point. Not because I hate him, but I think that's just where he excels most. So you have a bullpen now instead of having those guys in the rotation, let's say both are in the bullpen because Preller requires a starter. You have now Hader, you have Suarez, you have Garcia, Pomerantz if he's healthy, Hill, and then your two other relievers are Lugo and Martinez. I mean, talk about a deep bullpen. Whoever the heck you're throwing out there, or you add one more guy, right? So whether it be Morahone, whoever. That's a deep bullpen. Really, or Chris Matt, you could add in there, whatever. That's a deep bullpen. Uh, good luck getting through anyone in that. Good luck. You can probably get through some, but good luck getting through the whole bullpen, you know, with scoring runs on everyone. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, that's a really good bullpen, at least in my opinion. Where what? I don't even know where I was, but yeah, just look, what I've seen so far from Padres spring training is a lot of positives. I mean, I, I was not expecting to see negatives because this team is really talented, there's a lot of depth, and it's early in spring training. So you do have to take some of these results with a grain of salt, right? Because the pitchers, they're ahead of the batters usually at the beginning of spring training. They've been throwing all offseason. I'm not saying the batters haven't, but like they haven't been taking at-bats, but usually pitchers are ahead of batters at the beginning of spring. And then it tends to even out, right? So, look, I'd rather see pitchers doing well 
having success than having to see, you know, Ryan Weathers not get through an inning or Nick Martinez struggle, right? So I'm taking the positives and being positive with it than taking the positives and try to say, well, 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 it's only early in spring training. Like I'm mentioning that just so like people are aware of that. But um, look, there's a lot of positive signs. Tatis is healthy. All of the big guys, it seems like they're playing well. That's all you could hope for right now, right? Musgrove, that's the only real like downside so far of spring, right? The Musgrove injury, and that sucks. I don't think he's going to be ready for the beginning of the season, but the Padres are the best team on paper maybe in franchise history, so they should be able to get through this Musgrove injury uh, still in a good spot when he comes back. And they still have a good rotation anyway. They still added depth, so it, it could be a five-man. If they don't want to go six-man, it could still be a five-man. And I don't think that's the end of the world, at least to start the season. They also have, let's say, you know, a, a couple bad starts in the rotation. They have the offense that could be able to, or they should be able to, they should be able to win those games still. Some of them. Maybe not all of them. I'm not saying, like, you get down 7-1 that I expect them, oh, go win the game. But they could. And we couldn't say that about some past Padres teams, right? I agree. It's crucial for Blake here. Ivory says it's crucial for Blake to have a strong first half. Yeah, I agree. Rome loves Dan. Mr. Odor had a great right hand in case the Doyers want to start something. Yeah. Manny can just send him out there and clock Max Muncy or something. Yeah. That's what, on uh, Instagram, I posted that picture. I, I think I did it on Twitter, too, this morning when that happened. First thing I thought of Odor is I thought of the right hand, the hook on Jose Bautista. I didn't think of anything that he's done in, like, a Rangers uniform on the field, like, playing-wise. No, I thought of the fight. Uh, he went, uh, no, Bautista went sliding into him, right? And this was when, like, Odor was, like, in his prime, like, his best years. And then Odor, oh, no, did Bautista get up? I think Bautista got up, was ready to fight. Odor was like, all right, let's go. And then, boom, knocked him. Josh Donaldson was a Blue Jay at that time. I think Encarnacion was a Blue Jay at that time. And Andrus and Beltre were still Blue Jays. That was a while ago, huh? All right, I think that's my Padres notes from today i don't think there was anything that bomel said additionally that i wanted to hit on i mean i'll double check here if you have questions obviously leave them in the chat and i'll answer them Yeah, I don't see anything from Bomel about like if there's a Musgrove update or any other comments from the game. I don't even know. Did he speak to the media? I don't even know if he spoke to the media after the game because it was raining. Maybe the media was like, yeah, we're good. We talk to you twice a day, every day. Like we, we don't need to hear from you after today's game. We'll just say, we'll just write, Soto was great. Cruz was great. Martinez, Weathers was great. Manny made a great play. There you go. Umpire squeezed Weathers. That's the game. All right. So that's the Padres part. 
If you have other Padres stuff, put them in the comments. I'll get to it. But I did want to get to San Diego State. Um, I mean, so last night, San Diego State playing Boise State. They had an eight-point lead with less than five minutes to go, and they lost. They had a chance to win the Mountain West title outright, alone by themselves, the win against New Mexico over the weekend. That had them share the Mountain West title. This, one, this win would have allowed them to solely win the Mountain West. But they couldn't do it. Uh, the coach's kid, Max Rice, took over. I mean, that bank shot that he hit from almost the corner, that three, holy cow. I mean, he was not aiming for that, right? He, he was not trying to bank the three, I don't think. That was just a bad shot. It went in. Uh, and then it, it seemed like, I think there was one point, I was listening to the radio earlier today, and I think Jonathan Rifkin on the Darren Smith show was talking about how Rice, he scored like 12 of the 14 points for Boise last night. They went on the 12 of the 14 on the 14-0 run that they had to end the game. And San Diego State could not rebound to end their, or to save their life. Uh, missed shots from San Diego State, couldn't rebound it. Mensa, someone would touch it, and then Boise would end up with the ball. Or Boise State misses a shot, didn't get the rebound. Or they'd have a turnover. Or there's like a, a rebound. San Diego State touches it, and then Boise goes and grabs it. It was just frustrating to watch at the end there. Sorry if I had a pause there. It's, it's, just, it's just pouring, and I can hear it, so it's kind of distracting. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, look, that game, it was disappointing to lose, but it's not the end of the world, right? That is a fear, like, oh, no, that's, this is going to happen again in the NCAA tournament. Like, they're, they're going to let this happen again because, obviously, that's what happened with the Creighton game last year, right? And so we don't want to see that happen again. But they're going to let another team go on a 14-0 run again. I don't, I don't see that happening. So, that, I mean, that's obviously a positive. And, look, I think they're going to beat Wyoming on Saturday. Senior night. Wyoming stinks this year. They're without their best player who's redshirting this year because he had an injury. So if they don't if they don't win this game, then yeah, I'm gonna be maybe a little concerned. But then they have the Mountain West tournament to work stuff out as well. They've already clinched a spot in the tournament as well. Like they're going to the tournament. Um, so they have time to work this stuff out. Defensively, I, I think they would like to improve a little bit there. Rebounding, obviously, they need to improve late in games because if they don't, then they're not going to be able to make it far in the tournament. Maybe they don't even win the first round game, right? It was disappointing that they're not going to be able to get a four seed, right? If they won yesterday, if they won out, they won yesterday, they beat Wyoming, they would have been able to get a four seed probably, and they would have allowed that would have allowed them to pick their location. They would have probably picked Sacramento because it's in, in California. They wouldn't have picked like the East Coast. So that's a bummer that they're not going to get to pick. Um, but look, get in the NCAA tournament, win a couple games, and I think the season, you, you got to deem it a success. How about win a tournament game first? Because has Dutch been able to do that? He might, he, he, he's might have been able to win one game, but he hasn't been able to get to the Sweet 16 yet. So 
We'll see. I think they're going to be able to win against Wyoming on Saturday. If they don't, then that's going to be embarrassing, uh, especially on senior night. It was a sucky loss, but they still have a share of the Mountain West title, which gets them in the tournament, obviously. All right, so that's my San Diego State talk for a little bit here. Getting back to, sorry, let my let me get this back up. All right. I know this is a slow pace show today. There's not a whole lot going on. The door signing I talked about, the spring training game I talked about. Uh, Irie asked, where do you stream your baseball games off of? The Bally Sports? Well, I my family has the cable, so that's that's where we get it. Yeah, and yeah, don't don't go spend twenty five dollars a month on MLB TV because the games are blocked out. Yeah, so I think it works on Fubo TV, Direct TV. I know it does on Cox. I, I think that's where it works. If you want Bally, if you want it to be reliable, that's where you can get it. Bob Melvin said he's going to have fun making these lineups this year. Yeah, of course. I mean. With all the talent on that team, of course he is. Like, the top four in the lineup when Tatis returns, you can't, like, have a bad lineup. Like, you can't, you can't, excuse me, you can't have a bad, like, top four. However you want to, however you want to do it. Soto's two, Manny's three. If it's Bogart's leading off and Tatis hitting fourth, okay, whatever. If, I'd like Tatis leading off, but still, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. You have Tatis as a power option behind Manny, okay. Or you have Bogart sitting fourth, or Tatis leading off right out of the gate. You have Tatis and then Soto, and then Manny, and then Bogarts, and then Crone, or Carpenter Cruz. Like, wow, sign me up. Alex with the super chat. Thank you so much. If you want to support the channel, you can use that super chat button or the super thanks button. I think that's available on regular videos, uh, not on live streams. Uh, but Alex here says, Dahl's mashing during spring. I feel like he will start at right field and maybe eventually take over as the DH if Carp or Cruz don't perform. I disagree about the DH thing. I think the Padres are going to ride that out. Like, if they if Carp or Cruz doesn't perform and the other is performing, then they might just ride out that guy that's performing. I don't think they see David Dahl as a DH every day. Um... But for the right field part, yeah, I, I, I can definitely agree with you on that. I mean, yeah, he's raking. He had the homer the other day. I think it was against the Giants yesterday. He's tripled. Uh, he's playing his butt off. And he knows that he can get an opening day job with this Tatis suspension. Or just as a bench outfielder, even when Tatis comes back, maybe. even. So, yeah, he, he's working his butt off. This is the most important time for him. Like, for Manny and Soto and stuff, it's important for them this year because they're preparing for the WBC. But regular years, like, they don't need to... They could go 0 for 40. Who cares? They're on the roster, right? They're just getting timing down. But for Dahl, with no shift, he's playing for a roster spot, this is where it's like, well, the, the coaching staff, they might want to go with the hot bat. And they know David Dahl has the major league experience. He was an all-star. 
a few years ago, not that long ago, 2019, I think. So they're going to go with the track record. Do they want to, let's say David Dahl is hot and he's hot all spring. So that would make it very hard if I was Bob Melvin to, to sit there and say, no, David Dahl, you're not going to be on the roster. Especially when there's an open spot with the Tatis suspension. Like you get a lefty outfielder who can start or be off the bench. A guy who can pinch hit if you want him to as a lefty. A guy that has the big league experience. He's hot as well. So you're riding the hot hand, big league experience. Like that seems like a no-brainer. So as long as Dahl is playing well, it feels like he'll make the roster. So yeah, I agree, Alex. All right, I think that's going to do it. Talking Friars episode 350, shorter one, but there wasn't a ton happening today in spring training. There was the shortened game, uh, but pretty much, yeah, what we hit on our door, signed minor league deal, invite to spring training. He will get a chance to make the roster if he performs really well. We'll see how that goes. Musgrove, no update on him yet. And San Diego State, disappointing loss, but they'll beat Wyoming. They'll be able to raise the banner, hopefully on Saturday, cut down the nets. That'll be cool. Uh, and then there's a lot of encouraging signs. Offense, pitching staff, Martinez and Weathers. I'm loving what I'm seeing out of them. So, yeah, that'll do it. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow probably because Tatis is playing again. At least he's scheduled to be. So I'll see you then. See you.